Welcome to another episode of Awkwardly Cool. Glad you could join today. And guys, it has been too long. And the Golden State Warriors are now the NBA champions. The 2022 NBA champions winning in six games. Winning six game 104 to 94. And I'd be remiss. Not to start off with Steph Curry and how absolutely phenomenal he was throughout the series. Honestly, I think it was was the best final series I have seen him play overall. And it was against a phenomenal defense that has slowed down the likes of, of a Boston defense that has slowed down Giannis, has slowed down Kevin Durant, and was able to beat the Nets in four games. As you guys may remember, I mean, it was such a long time ago, I picked whomever came out of that Milwaukee-Boston series to win the finals. And prior to them playing, I felt a bit uncomfortable about it because the Warriors were more experienced and how the Boston Celtics almost blew that game seven against Miami was concerning. At the same time, Jason Tatum was playing phenomenal. More on him a little later. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. You saw what guys like Grant Williams were able to do, was able to do. Robert Williams was able to get better as the series went along. There, oh, Al, and of course, how could I forget Al Horford, who was, was actually probably their second best player, at least in the final game for Boston. It, Celtics were a really good team, and they just weren't able to figure out what to do with Steph Curry. And I know the Warriors didn't score that much. I mean, final game, they won 194. But don't forget, like in game game four was a sing, swing series where Steph Curry scored 43. And even though he wasn't able to get a shot falling in game five, he was able to open up every things for everyone else, for Klay Thompson to get going, Andrew Wiggins to get going, Jordan Poole even got a little bit going. He just made things that much easier for his teammates and just showed why he is one of the greatest players in NBA history. Not that he not that that wasn't already proven. I mean the guy, the guy changed basketball for what we see now with the higher volume of threes using the entire court. He completely changed the pair he, he he instigated or initiated the paradigm sh- paradigm shift to what we now see as modern NBA basketball. And whether he won this championship or not, he was already going to be regarded as one of the most influential players of all time. It's hard to think of a player that from his 2016 season, changed the game so drastically from what it was and just opened everyone else's mind. Players, 
coaches, general managers alike to what was needed to win an NBA basketball game. This championship sort of cemented his legacy to the point that people are now talking about him as a top 10 player in NBA history. I'll give my opinion on that a little bit later in the show, but just want to give him his credit because he played absolutely great against this team. And there's no question, as good as the Warriors were, are as a team. I mean, this is this is a good team overall because we saw what they were able to do against the Grizzlies. We saw what they they were able to do against the Dallas Mavericks that were able to upset the Phoenix Suns. Clay Thompson never quite looked like his self before the injury, but his defense was starting to pick up and was more willing to has is currently more willing to drive to the rim. And his defense, especially on Jalen Brown, past couple of games, I, I know Jalen Brown scored 34 points, but he was just a really good defender overall that just made things easier for his team on that end. And arguably, that's where the Warriors won this game because their offense overall wasn't great. It wasn't great, but defensively, and that's what they showed all series because prior to this game, or not this game, the series, I thought the Boston Celtics were just a better team. They looked like a better team. The teams that they were able to beat, as good as the Warriors were, I thought the Boston Celtics were simply a better team. And what I underestimated was the fact that the Warriors were the second-best defense in the league all season long, even though they had a myriad of health issues that they had to deal with throughout the season. I know all other teams had the same thing, but, I mean, with Draymond Green, Gary Payton, the second coming back, who happened to be huge in in this series as well. Not huge, but he he was an incredibly valuable contributor where if he's not in the lineup, I think them winning against the Celtics becomes that much tougher. Kavon Looney, phenomenal defensively this series, the previous series against the Mavericks, Kavon Looney just been good. Draymond Green was able to get things going again. He was able to do more offensively the past two games and defensively the past two games. He was absolutely all over the court, showing the instincts and intellect that may that makes Draymond Green or that made Draymond Green a defensive player of the year and one of their most valuable players on that side of the ball. The, the team was just really, really good overall, especially defensively. And as I mentioned before, we Kept thinking of the Warriors of old where Clay, Clay Thompson was knocking down threes at a decent clip. Draymond Green was knocking down threes at an okay clip. And because they lost some of their explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball, notwithstanding the continued greatness of Steph Curry, we underestimated how good this defense actually was. 
And this defense, oh, and I forgot to mention Otto Porter Jr., who was really good for them as well. And even Neiman Bielitsa provided some valuable minutes. They're a really good team defensively, and they were able to win this game defensively. They held the Boston Celtics in that final game to less than 100 points. They did, they did, they did great, and they've been a great defensive team all season long, and they were able to win this game on the strength of their defense, which shouldn't be underestimated. Uh, Cool stat here. The Boston Celtics were held to less than 100 points in four out of their six games. The in four out of the six games. And by the time, by the way, every time the Boston Celtics were able to break 100 points, guess who won? The Celtics in game one and three. Defensively was where this game was won, and important to shout out how good the defense actually was and it was great as far as i mean what the team is going to do for next year many of the players are under contract Kavon Looney and Gary Payton Payton the second are free agents though i have trouble not seeing the warriors re-signing them or or signing them I just think they would return in free agency because this team has a good chance to win the title next year. It's not going to be easy because I know as bad as the Suns were last year, and I don't know if DeAndre Ayton's coming back, and as bad as the loss was against the Mavericks, I still think that they're going to be pretty good. I, I don't think you can just ignore how good, good their record was and the fact that they were in the final just a couple of years ago. Uh, the Clippers, if, Kawhi Leonard's healthy. They should be good. Denver Nuggets, of course, with Jokic having his full crew back again, should be really good. Memphis Grizzlies are going to continue to be in it. Dallas Mavericks should be good. They just signed Christian Woods. Don't know if they make them great, but they're, they're, they're a tough team. They're a tough team on the, based on the fact that they have Luka. And let me say, what team am I missing? What team am I missing in the West that could do really well next year? The Warriors are, are, are probably the favorites out West. The Warriors are probably the favorites out West. Those are probably the main contenders, really a challenge. We'll see if the Lakers are able to make moves. But, again, I'm mainly saying that because I'm a LeBron fan. I. Uh, I just am not sure um, until I see what they do with Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure what they're going to do. But anyway, the Warriors are the Warriors were great this past year. They are deserving champions. Steph Curry is a great player, going to go a bit more into his legacy later on, and they're going to be contenders next year, a very dangerous team and look forward to seeing what they do, what they do off of this championship. See if they can make it two in a row. And on the other side of the ball, the Boston Celtics, the Celtics, I think people are going to talk about 
all the things that they did wrong. And it's something that we naturally do. The team that lost, we're going to figure out why they lost. I mean, again, offensively for them and against, I mean, much credit to the Warriors defense, but the Boston Celtics just could not get much going at all offensively. Jason Tatum struggled. He absolutely struggled. Whether it was the exhaustion or anything else, he struggled in quite a few games. And the bench players like Grant Williams, that was that were absolutely phenomenal for for them early on, just weren't able to contribute as much. Grant Williams, Derek White, who was key to them beating Miami just didn't really show up the past few game, the past few games and it just made it that much put that much more pressure on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown Jalen Brown who was able to get his shots off even though he had a tendency to turn the ball over at times it it was a tough loss but you can't ignore what the Celtics did all year long they beat the Nets in four games, and I don't care what the Nets' record was. They had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, very dangerous, dangerous team. And I'm not sure many other teams are able to beat that Nets team in just four games. Where it was able to beat the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks were missing Chris Middleton, and arguably they probably win that series if they do have Chris Middleton. But regardless, Giannis is uh, arguably, and in my opinion, the best player in the game right now. And as much as they were able to slow him down at points, he was a dangerous player that you always had to keep an eye an eye on because of how easily he could get to the paint. They were able to beat them. The Miami Heat, uh, an underrated number one seed with Jimmy Butler absolutely playing phenomenal. They were able to beat them in seven. They got it a little too close at times, but in their wins, their wins were dominant. It was a good team. And even though Tyler Hero wasn't healthy, and who knows if that shifts the series, which I think it probably does, it's still a good win. It's still a good win. And again, they were up 2-1 against the Warriors at one point, a really good Warriors team that was able to beat the Mavericks in just five games. This is a really good Celtics team that doesn't have to make too many moves to be just as good, whether it's uh, maybe just getting a better point guard who to run their offense or just another wing player that is able to score a little bit, score more and, and just score more points. Get just create a bit more of the shots on ball. I mean, they have Jason Tatum, they have Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart shot was falling, and Derek White was doing good early on. But again, it's they needed offense in against the Warriors, and they just didn't have any. But again, I don't think they need to make any major moves, and I think Al Horford. Yeah, he's still under contract for next year, so I I think they should have him available. So they should be, they should be good there. Uh, And again, they have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Robert Robert Williams, Grant Williams, 
they they have their four players coming back, and I don't see them not being good. I, I think they're still a better team than the Miami Heat. The Bucks are probably still the Bucks would probably be my favorites coming out the East, especially fully healthy. But I don't think the Celtics are far off from them at all, and you can put it uh, as a coin toss between them. And outside uh, outside of that. I, again, even if Philly signs James Harden, I just, I just don't take them seriously as as true contenders at, at all. Yeah, and Brooklyn, we'll see what happens with Kyrie Irving. Cameron Durant's still a really good player, so we'll see what happens with them. But again, I don't even have that much trust in them either. So we'll see what happens there. But the Celtics should be considered contenders next year. They're likely going to be really good, and I am looking forward to seeing what moves they make. And it should be slight moves, very slight tweaks to see what they do. Jason, and just give credit to Jason Tatum. I know a lot of people saying Jason Tatum's not that guy. Who knows if he'll ever be that guy. Jason Tatum is still a very, very, a, a very good player and a young player at that who has nowhere to go but up. I mean, the guy's only 24 years old. He's only 24 years old, and look look at what he's done at this age, helping to lead his team to finals and being two games away from winning a championship and potentially being a finals MVP at that young of an age. The Celtics, and don't forget, all the way back in 2018, team was able to go to the conference final and ended up losing against LeBron and the Cavs. Arguably, I mean, the greatest player of all time. So, how much can you really knock them? And they're going to they're going to be dangerous again next year. Oh, shout out to Ime Odoka as a coach, first year head coach, able to lead this team to the finals. Uh, little bit on him, I was a bit confused about Brad Stevens stepping down and them hiring Ime Doko. I mean, Brad Stevens, he stepped down to put himself in the front office, but I didn't think it made sense because Brad Stevens is one of the, while he was coaching, was considered one of the best coaches in the NBA, and I just wasn't sure how much further Ime Doko could take them, and I was wrong. I mean, he, he was able to get the Celtics to the finals in his first year, had them playing phenomenal defense. Young, young Speaking of, uh, talk about young players, Ima uh, Odoka is the young coach with potential to be an even considered a great coach overall, where we, we have to consider him as one of the great coaches in the NBA. It's just about consistency from here. But an incredible showing in his first year. And yeah, looking forward to seeing his growth for next year as well. All right. Finally, I wanted, I'm not going to get into this too much, but there's been talk about after the Warriors were able to win this final, Steph Curry getting his first finals MVP. And when you consider his influence, how much he changes the game, that he is the top 10 player of all time. 
of all time. And I'm not going to knock I'm not going to knock anyone down extremely for saying that Steph Curry's a great player or even putting Steph Curry in their top 10 because at the end of the day none of this stuff really matters. <laughs> it's your own list. So you you can choose what players you think are best, what players you think aren't the best, and go from there. I'll just say for me, and I'm not going to give my top 10 list, but don't forget about how great some of the other players. We, let, let me rephrase. Let me start over. We tend to be prisoners of the moment. The Warriors just won the championship. And they're on a high, and we can think about nothing but the Warriors, and we're forgetting about everything else. Same things happen. It happened every single time a team wins the championship, where the player, the best player on that team that wins the championship, it becomes overrated for a bit. It, it just bound to happen. I remember when the when Paul Pierce won the championship, the Celtics, I should say, won the championship in two thousand eight. Paul Pierce won the finals MVP, and I mean, it was talked about, is he the best player in the NBA just because he won finals MVP and was the best player on the championship team? People started talking about Dirk Nowitzki as potentially the best power forward of all time after he was able to win his first championship in 2011, practically ignoring what things that Tim Duncan has done, though I would probably put Dirk Nowitzki over someone like Karl Malone or Charles Barkley. It, and we we just tend to to do these things, but as good as Steph Curry is, I'll just say these. Are, I feel like there are a few players getting forgotten about. Speaking of Tim Duncan, because Tim Duncan was a quiet player, kept to himself, fairly reserved, wasn't in the spotlight. People forget how great he was. I mean, you look at how many all-defensive teams he was on, all-NBAs, all it dwarfs the number of Steph Curry's accomplishments, and he becomes an afterthought in these conversations where, arguably, I think Tim Duncan is a top five to seven player of all time. I'd definitely put him above players like Kobe, and I think it's close between players like him, Will Chamberlain, Will Chamberlain and Shaq. Tim Duncan was phenomenal, and he had an extended run where he won his first championship in 2003 and his last championship in 2014. Or, sorry, uh, let me start. His first championship was won in 1999, and his last championship was won in 2014, and he was still a valuable contributor. You can't forget about that. So don't forget Tim Duncan. Don't forget Larry Bird, who, well, I mean, people of a certain age range would never forget Larry Bird, but I think he gets lost in these conversations, how great he was for his period of time, especially when you look at his peak before the injuries. Great, re great rebounder, great playmaker, great scorer. Again, another wing player where... He also, him and Magic Johnson changed the game of basketball. I just have trouble putting too many players above him. And I don't, I, 
And again, I, I just think it's worth taking a second look if you're putting Steph Curry above Larry Bird. Finally, Akeem Olajuwon. People forget how good Akeem Olajuwon was. Jordan, the one, probably the most influential player ever who put the NBA on the map and on another level and had put the NBA in heights of popularity that they dream of reaching again. Hakeem Olajuwon was able to win two championships in a row while Michael Jordan was out. And don't forget, he also made the finals in, what, 1987 as a super young player against the Boston Celtics? Or it might have been 86. 86. I I, got to look it up really quick while I'm talking. But the, the guy's a great, great player. He's a great player, post moves. As two finals MVP compared to Steph Curry's one. And by the way, it was the 1986 finals. And again, another player who was great on both sides of the ball. It, Steph Curry, by the way, he's an underrated defender. Like when people want to say Steph Curry's a below average defender, I can already tell they don't watch basketball. He, the, the guy's been a decent defender. People will talk about how much he improved defensively this year. Nope, the guy has been a decent defender for a while now. But Akeem Olajuwon was just phenomenal. A phenomenal player on the defensive side of the ball and a really good offensive player. I mean, everybody knows about the dream shake and players trying to completely revamp their post moves in one offseason by by training with him over the summer. Great player, all-time player. And I f- fear that he gets lost in some of these conversations. So, again, as good as Steph Curry is, and his career, by the way, isn't over yet. Like I said, they could win the championship again next year. And that's when things can start getting uh, that much more interesting as far as these conversations, which, again, are honestly just for fun. For fun. but. Phenomenal season. Steph Curry is a phenomenal player. The NBA was absolutely fantastic this past year with young players being able to put themselves on the map and in the national spotlight with some of the older players. Again, talking about like Steph Curry able to cement their status as some of the greatest players of all time and show these young players that they may be a little little long in the tooth, but they're not done putting the ball in the hoop yet. Not quite yet. And I think it's going to be an offseason where a lot of moves are made. The draft is going, the NBA draft is going to come up really soon as well. I'm I'm sad this season has come to an end, but it was a great season and looking forward to next year. Here's hoping for many po- more podcasts to discuss and appreciate you guys listening. Take care.